The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, gang. Kevin Goatee, you know what time it is. You know what the fuck is up. Gutting the sacred cow. It's time for a new episode. This week, we're doing... Logan with our but new buddy Jimmy Starr. Before we get to it, first of all, thank you all again. You're awesome for being a fans of our show, shouting us out on social media. Keep doing that. We appreciate it. We retweet it, that's for sure. And again, five star ratings, you know the deal. We need those to help boost us up in the algorithm. But again, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being fans of the show and friends of ours. GuttingTheSacredCow.com every day for blog articles. You know the drill. Without any delay, here's Jimmy Starr doing Logan. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. Hi, Buck Melanoma, Molly Russell's wart. Kevin Israel, name that film. No idea. Uncle Buck! You know, I've never seen it. What? Yeah, I've never seen Uncle Buck. You son of a, a bitch. I'm a big John Candy fan. <laughs> You're not a big John Candy fan? Yeah, neither, oh. was, neither am I. I, like, I. I don't have anything against him. I just never got in. So I've, I haven't seen most of his movies. I mean, he's a national treasure, even though he's a fucking Canadian, but I'm, God damn. I'm not, I, and I would never, I'm not bad mouthing him. I just right. never. I don't know. I just never saw any of his movies. Gutting the sacred cow. I'm the same. I'm floored. Two people in one room. This is going to go on my uh, on my vision board. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, back with gutting the sacred cow. This week we've got Jimmy Star on. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? What's going on? I'm great. How are you guys? Magical. Thanks for coming aboard, Jim. Yes, thank you, Jimmy. Tell the fine folks where we can find you and what you're up to. What's up? I'm Jimmy Starr. The easiest way to find me, everything is at jimmystarsworld.com. So you can go to jimmystarsworld.com. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Starr on Twitter and at Dr. Jimmy Starr on Instagram and Jimmy Starr on Facebook. Uh, but links to everything is on jimmystarsworld.com, which I'm also a blogger, entertainment blogger, and I'm number 46 of the top 100 uh, entertainment sites in the world. Oof. That's a, that's nice. a hell of a resume right there. <laughs> Humble brag right there. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the head of In Touch Magazine, and In Touch Magazine is like a big magazine, and, yeah, like they're, and they're like ranked after me. So, but I'm, but I'm behind Perez Hilton, and I'm behind people in all those big ones. So that's what I'm gunning for. Yeah, we're number 35, so eat shit, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good Jimmy. for you. Yeah, I wish. Are we on any list? I think the high. Well, we, we cracked iTunes top 15 as number 15. We were like top 10 yeah, in good. Pakistan. Uh, Spain, we're constantly in the top 25. Our Spanish friends uh, say amo if you hablo <laughs> espanol like I do. So how do you do, uh, do you get those numbers from Chartable? Or where yes, do you we get do. those numbers? Yep. Okay. Chartable. That's right. We can talk shop about demographics on the happy horse shit. Jimmy's come on, though, because he has taken umbrage with Kevin Israel's all-time favorite comic book hero, Wolverine, in the 2017 film, Logan. A budget of $127 million, a gross of $619 million. Turn that into $2021, a slight adjustment. A hundred thirty-eight point three million, gross six hundred seventy-four point three million. IMDb, as we know, is a scale one through ten with decimal points. Jimmy, how about you venture a guess and tell me what Logan scored on IMDb? Uh, let's see. One through ten without decimal it. points. No oh, cheating. I think, uh, <laughs> I think it probably scored pretty good. Probably a seven. Seven. Kevin Israel. I think it's higher than that. I'm going to say an 8-6. Eight, 8-1. Eight, mm. mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes is a 1 through 100 score. Kevin Israel, Rotten Tomatoes, critics, hit me with your best shot. I feel like critics really like this movie. Um, 91. Jimmy Starr? Nah, 76. 93. Ah. Oh, shit. <laughs> critics love this film. Now, Jimmy Starr, the question is for you. The audience Rotten Tomatoes score. Well, I think people are sheep. And so if, if somebody else like that says it's good, they're all going to like follow. So it's probably really high. Like, well, how do you score it? Like, what are, what are, what it's do one I through do 100. It? One through 100. So uh, they're probably like, they're probably at a 90% also then. Kevin Israel? Mm, yeah, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to go 88. Well, Jimmy Starr is now the proud <clears throat> owner of two showcases, 90 on the dot. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Beating you at your own game, Kevin Israel. Quotes. I never look at any of that stuff. And you're not supposed to. That, that's the whole part of the game. <laughs> I mean, even if I wasn't on the show, I wouldn't look at that anyway, because I always like go by movies, whether I like them or not. Half the time, the movies everybody else loves, I don't like, and the ones that everybody else hates, I like. Like, I was a fan of Glitter. <laughs> Mariah Carey, the film that came out on 9-11. Yeah, that, like, isn't, that, isn't that, like, world-renowned as the worst movie well, yeah, ever I made? Yeah, it was one of the worst movies ever made, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, so. <laughs> Next in Jimmy Starr's videography, when Justin met Kelly. <laughs> Actually, um, I like that one, too. Because <laughs> I was an American Idol fan. It was I think terrible. We're, I think it we're getting terrible. a good beat on you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the dumb, cheesy movies, though. I think they're fun. Quotes, nature made me a freak. Man made me a weapon. And God made me last too long. Kevin Israel, any quotes jump out at you? Uh, just There was just one quote that jumped out at me, and it was, uh, go play Oki Dickhead somewhere else. <laughs> I like that. I, that was, that's a line I could see myself using at some point. Jimmy, any quotes actually, I, from this I would film jump out of you? Too. No, I don't even fucking remember any of them. Like I, and I actually just watched this film like two weeks ago too, just to make sure like I, I, I remembered it. Uh, but no, I don't have any like big quotes. That's okay, because now it's time for five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. 
It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. I want to I want to make you guess this, but it's going to be it's too obtuse. Jerry Seinfeld convinced Hugh Jackman to give up being Wolverine because audiences could possibly begin to uh, begin to get sick of him quickly. Also, increasing age and brushes with skin cancer were other reasons that Hugh Jackson Jackman, excuse me, decided to hang it up. Talk about committing to the bit. Hugh Jackman dehydrated himself 40 hours, 48 hours before every shirtless scene in this film. He did look like shit in this movie. In most of the movies, he got, you know, jacked and shredded. And this one, his, his body, he really looked like he was an old man. Well, he really be couldn't looking like Christian Bale in The Machinist now, could he? No, well, I mean, no, that was like he was really he, he looks like he was an old man who was once in shape. Right. Number three, Leif Schreiber was offered the chance to reprise Sabretooth, but oh. instead was filming Ray Donovan at the time. I know. What a terrible pick. Leif Schreiber is Sabretooth? No way. He was in it. He was in the uh, first Wolverine <laughs> yeah. film, Jimmy uh, Starr. You should know that. Yeah. What, 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 what was he in the first one? But he wasn't like a super. He wasn't a he hero. Was Sabretooth. Right? He was Sabretooth. Yeah, was he really? Yeah. No, I would he, never... was, he was actually, you know what? Uh, and the best part of that dog shit film. Yeah, as a comic book guy, I thought he was going to be terrible, but. He did a great. He was much better than the Sabretooth in the original X Men, who actually looked like Sabretooth but couldn't act for shit. That was Steve Basic, right? Was that Steve Basic? No, no. he's a wrestler. He's like an Australian wrestler or something like that. His first name started with a T. Now, how useless is that information? Pretty fucking useless. But I'm sorry, Taylor. Taylor something. We'll have to. We'll got to Google that when I'm done looking. Number four, Hugh Jackman said the only way he will ever reprise Wolverine is if there is a crossover between Wolverine and Deadpool. Yes, Kevin Israel. That's cool. I knew you'd get that one. Want to take a guess on which actor Hugh Jackman learned his American accent from? (laughs) No idea. Gonna make you laugh. All right, Johnny Depp. See, I told you to make you laugh. No <laughs> word, though, if Hugh's wife also copied Amber Heard's bed shitting elements as well. <laughs> Tyler Maine, by the way. Yes. Which, by the way, is no way that's his real name. Is that anywhere close to Taylor Dane, the singer? <laughs> she had a better career than Tyler Maine did. She sure did. She oh, sure. I a, so Steve Basic was the beast in X-Men 2, and Tyler Maine actually is a friend of mine. <laughs> Is he really? Wait, yeah. X Men. He was in X Men too. Did I yeah. miss that? I mean, well, we watched that because we're taping X Men two next week. I'm X two. Well, Kelsey Grammer ended up playing X3. the beast later on. Yeah, he was. Basic was the first one, and he's not in it a whole lot. There was a there was. But he's a, a friend scene, of mine too, though. <laughs> there was a scene where um, they're on TV. Hank. I can't remember what the beast's last name is. That's Hank McCoy. Something. Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy. Yeah, thank Hank you. McCoy. He's on the TV talking as hank dr hank mccoy and it's just right. a guy that might have been him but yeah. he was in it for like a split second and then they recast right. it as kelsey Correct. grammar right and then brett ratner proceeded to take a big steaming dump on the franchise but yeah. now we can talk about recasting and who who could have <clears throat> should have would have we can also marvel at Jimmy Starr's wardrobe and his action figures he has in the background, but we're not going to because we've come here to have Jimmy Starr come on in. That isn't Kevin Israel just popped a mega boner right now. Yeah, look at that. That's Jesus fantastic. Christ. John Wayne Gacy's wasn't as creepy. We've <laughs> had a Pac-Man machine. Excellent. Love it. 
We have now come, Kevin Israel, to allow Jimmy Star in our show to gut the sacred cow. So first of all, I have to say that X-Men, out of all the franchises, is my favorite one. Like, I love the X-Men. I actually like the older ones that were cheesier better than I like the new ones with the young cast. I like the old cast. When it started out with Halle Berry and everybody, I like those better, even though they're cheesy and they're not as entertaining, uh, probably for a lot of people. But I like those ones better um, than I like the new ones where everybody's young. Um, and I thought the first uh, Wolverine movie was, like, awesome, where you got to learn how everything, like, happened and everything. But oh. the second <laughs> Like the, like I, the knew, I knew that would take the fucking the breath out of Kevin Israel. That is but just, I thought this the, the second what world are we living in? I know. Well, who, who the hell though? First of all, first of all, like I got a thing for Patrick Stewart, so like I, I couldn't stand the fact that like Patrick Stewart's like old and almost like ready to die. Wolverine looks like he's like sick and gonna die any any minute, and he's like totally like a pussy in it. Practically, he can barely like stand up half the time. So I thought that that. uh that that part was terrible. I, I didn't like it. All. I didn't even. I guess I didn't like the story. Is the whole problem is I didn't like the story for it. Um, I thought like the little kid Daphne Keen was fabulous. She was really like really the only saving grace in the whole movie. If it wasn't for her, like I would have fucking been super pissed off because I would have hated the whole thing. Um, hang on, god dang it, my. My thing just opened up, but I didn't like the story. I didn't like the fact that they go help the people with the horses and then they go stay at the people's house with the horses. And then all those people brutally get murdered. I mean, like how like terrible was that? I thought that shit was terrible. I thought the idea I didn't I didn't think the idea of like having like the second Wolverine was all that bad. That part was kind of like good. And I liked the guy with the arm, uh, you know, with the arm that, that, that was his only real power. Um, but really, the only part of the movie for me that was enjoyable was the beginning part when she jumps out and starts killing everybody and you find out she's like a mini Wolverine person and, and the end of it, when they had all the kids trying to do shit, even though some of them didn't have very good powers, um, you know, they were like young. And I thought that part was super entertaining, but all the rest of it, like the guy who couldn't go in the sun and he couldn't like help. And he was like, you know, betrayed him because he was basically like worthless. And, um, and the fact that Patrick Stewart, and then the fact that Wolverine was a drunk, I thought that was a fucking terrible like thing because he's like an icon. It's like, like when you watch Batman versus Superman. You got to remember, I'm old. You guys are young. Like I'm from, so I'm from like the original. Like I had all the X Men comic books like when I was a kid and stuff. So like I really like the old old stuff, and I like the stuff like I don't like it when the superheroes turn bad. I don't like it when the superheroes are drunks. I don't like it when the superheroes, you know, who aren't really supposed to age get old. Um, um. So basically, like, if it wasn't for, like, that little girl who kicked the shit out of everybody, she was almost more badass than Wolverine was, uh, the whole movie would have, like, sucked because the little girl was badass, and I, like, loved her. But I thought the whole little story about how they're trying to get the kids out and all that stuff was all just shitty. You know, I don't read the comic books currently, like, current comic books, so if it's based off of something that's current now, like, I don't like any of that shit because I like it from, like, when I was a kid. I like all all the TV shows and stuff and superhero stuff. I like everything from when I was a kid. But Wolverine shouldn't be a drunk. Patrick Stewart shouldn't have been like all fucking nutsy. First of all, I think Patrick Stewart. I have a thing for like older dudes, and to me, he's like smoking hot. And so, like, like if if I could like you know like date Patrick Stewart if I was single, like he would be like the ultimate. And um, where do you stand on think- Stanley Tucci? <laughs> nah, I don't like. Stanley no, Tucci. you you take Patrick Stewart over Stanley Tucci oh, in a fucking heartbeat. Wow. 
I'm shocked. Yeah, so is that because like of the Stanley roles he's played, though? Is it the because of the roles? No, Patrick it's because I, I like older, gray-haired, that uh, bald and gray-hair type things. I just like. And Stinty Tucci's a little bit too faggy. You know, I'm like a real. <laughs> uh, you know, like I'm 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 gay, so I can, can we, say that. Can we say that ruling? Yes, he no, can say I can that. Say all right, because I'm gay. First of all, so I'm gay, and I can say it. And like I'm like believe like if you're like if you like men, then you want to like. If, if you have a, a an interest and you think like Patrick Stewart's like manly Stanley Tucci's faggy, like why would you want to, if you were going to do that, just go with a girl or something. I don't know. It's, it's just like lesbians. Like why does a lesbian want to be with a girl who looks like a truck driver? If you're a lesbian and you like girls, you'd want to be with like a beautiful girl, not like some girl who looks like a dude. Just doesn't make any sense to me. This is a fascinating discussion that we could probably do an entire podcast episode on. <laughs> I want to say preach on brother, but sure. <laughs> So, so I think that uh, I think that Wolverine shouldn't be gotten all old and be a drunk. I just didn't like that whole storyline of any of that stuff. And I guess if you're going to retire him, that's a good way to do it because you make everybody like basically not like him, and then you kill him at the end. Um, but he's not supposed to really be able to die, you know, when you're like watching when you're seeing all the things when you're like younger. And so I just didn't like that whole part, any of it. <laughs> And I watched it. Actually, I watched it like four times, but I only watched it mostly because I the little girl is so cool, and and uh, and I would like to put her in something. I would like to cast her in something that I bonus bonus five fun fact. You know they considered Millie Bobby Brown to be the role of X twenty three. I could totally see that. Yeah, because she, she was she was she would have been really the young then. From, yeah, the girl from Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, they I know who she be, is. They consider her to be the role X twenty three, the girl who kicked ass. That's Wolverine's the little girl. Okay, Laura, Laura. clone. Yeah. She probably could have done it though. She's yeah, a good I could actress. Totally see it. She's yeah. yeah, she's a good actress. So I give her, her, I give her that. Or her or Arya Stark, whatever that girl's name is. Or Sandra Bernhardt could have been a great X twenty three. That would have been a different way to go. It would have been a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. It would have been terrible. Yeah. It would I mean, have. so Kevin, you liked the movie. Why did you like hold, the movie? Hold on, hold on, Jimmy. You were trying to Jimmy get take, the Jimmy taking the reins. No, 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 <laughs> not not on my fucking podcast, Jimmy. <laughs> Your fucking lane. I'll direct traffic from here. Jimmy, are you finished with all your bullet points? I don't know. Uh, let's see. I really, yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, the the fact that they killed the family with the horse and stuff. I just thought that was just that was just terrible. I someone's a big thing. someone's a big Eric LaSalle fan. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, okay, hold on. So, okay, you're done. That's good. Now, give me a number you that you want to give Logan one through ten. Five. Wow. Well, I'd be a fucking complete douche nozzle to go first on this one. So, Kevin Israel, go have at it. Hey, gang. We here on the show often use the expression, that doesn't happen. You know how we can say that with such confidence? Because we have an actual fucking scientist sponsoring this show. That's right. Mr. A.M. Compson is our new sponsor, and he's helping spread scientific knowledge with his new lecture series. Are you a nerd who thinks school is too tough? Go to A.M. Compson to find books on a wide range of science and mathematics topics. That's university-level teaching at a fraction of the cost. Are you a tough guy who thinks school is for nerds? Then go to A.M. Compson and pick up the night school version of these books, which has the same exact information condensed with punchlines and swearing. New material every few weeks. It's like OnlyFans, but their fathers are actually proud of them. So go to amcompson.com today to start learning science. That's amcompson.com. Thank you, sir. 
So I obviously am a huge Wolverine fan. I started reading when Wolverine's uh, got his first independent comic back in 1988. Uh, I had I had the first Wolverine toy back in 1983, 1984, before I even really knew who Wolverine was. So I've been very invested in Wolverine's uh, appearances throughout the movies. And I've uh, I think he's been in eight different X-Men movies. And I've more often than not been disappointed by how Wolverine was portrayed and by the the kind of just the short shrift he ended up getting while he ended up being the center central figure of the x-men movies i mean when you talk about x-men it's wolverine and then these other guys but i i don't think they ever did his character justice in almost any of the movies there were there were moments in each of the movies where wolverine was wolverine and i can i can i can point them out in the original x-men movie in the cage fight in the beginning that was a real wolverine yeah that was cool yep in (laughs) In X two, when the when the mansion gets invaded, he just kills everybody. That was a real Wolverine moment. In Wolverine Origins, which was a dog shit movie, uh, the opening historical montage where you see him and uh, Victor Creed battling through with Sabretooth, battling through all the different wars, that was really really a, a Wolverine mo- moment. In the Wolverine where he goes and he kills the hunters because they used poison darts or arrows on the bear in the bar, that was a very Wolverine moment. In First Class. When uh, Professor X and Magneto go to ask yes. him to be in the and and his only part, he just goes fuck off, yeah. and then they just walk out. That was that was a super Wolverine moment moment. And then actually, Days of Future Past is one of the movies that got Wolverine the most Wolverineish. In I mean, he was really kind of the cynical, dark, wisecracking. So so yeah, those I mean those for me those were times where they really got Wolverine right, and then just. So many other times in movies, they just never quite got him right. So when they announced this movie, Logan, which was supposed to be loosely based off of the graphic novel Old Man Wolverine, Old Man Logan, I lo- old, old, old Man Logan is one of the best graphic novels. It's an amazing story. It's dark. It's depressing. It's gritty. It's everything Jimmy would have hated. Uh, yeah, and it's, liked it's, it. it's even more depressing than this actual movie because, but the problem was that at the time, Fox didn't have the rights to all of the characters in the Old Man Logan uh, graphic novel. A lot of them were Avengers and other superheroes. The, the, his main, the other main character in Old Man Logan is Hawkeye, strangely enough, who's blind. Really? Yeah, it's, it's him and Hawkeye traveling across the country trying to. The, the story, uh, real quickly, the story of Old Man Logan, the bad guys won. All the superheroes were killed, and the country gets divided between different head bosses bad head bosses of you know mutants and superheroes and everybody basically lives under like the iron thumb of all these supervillains and all superheroes are all dead wolverine survived and basically swore off violence and hawkeye comes and hawkeye's blind and hawkeye comes and gets wolverine to go on one final mission uh and they go and the incredible hulk is bad and he's taken over california and most of the west coast if that's his like territory and they have to go. And I can't remember the exact reason they were going there, but they end up having to go to fight uh, the incredible Hulk um, and has a great final scene with the uh, Wolverine fighting the incredible Hulk. And so that when they said that that was what it was going to be based off, I was like, Holy shit. Like that's a no joke comic book like that. It, they didn't, that, that graphic novel pulls and no punches. So I was really excited. So when this movie came out, I mean, there was nothing, there were almost no similarities other than he's old and, not very healthy he's in the in the graphic novel he wasn't quite as dying as he is in this so it was it's it's a very different 
very, very, very different movie from anything we've seen. When you consider what he was like and what the whole feel of the movie was like in the first X-Men movie, then to this, it's almost like they exist in two completely different timelines. They have two different, totally different feels. The, fr- the first X-Men was very campy. I don't want to say bright, but it was very, more cartoonish. This was a dark grid. This almost felt like a Clint Eastwood movie. Like this was, this is a, a really, really heavy movie. I mean, they kill an entire family, like Jimmy said. It's just, it's such, such a, such a dark, hard movie. This isn't a fun movie. Like I just watched Avengers Endgame last night for the thirtieth time, just because it's a fun movie to watch. It's, it's an easy, yeah. fun movie to watch, and it's got some awesome moments in it. This movie. It's not fun to watch. It has almost no awesome moments. And even the awesome moments feel like shit because it doesn't really work out. Like even when Wolverine's kicking ass, he's sort of doing so not well. And like the scene in the beginning where he fights the guys who are trying to steal his uh, steal the wheels off his car. He you just feel that he's in pain and he gets sort of gets the shit beat out of him. But then the thing I really liked about that scene is he goes into his berserker rage, which is something that's always talked about in the comic books. Jay and Silent Bob often talk about it. Yeah. And he just goes nuts and he kills all of them. And you didn't get to really see that too many times through the other movies. And it was because a lot of those movies were PG or PG-13. And this movie just took it all and was like, listen, we have a main character whose power is knives in his hands. How do you how do you how do you tone that down? The only way he can fight is by killing people in a bloody manner. And this movie really, really went for that. They also said fuck a lot in this movie, which I thought was really funny because it's almost like we made eight movies where we couldn't say fuck. So we're getting them all in now. <laughs> we're going to say fuck as many times. Professor X is going to say fuck. I'm surprised the little girl didn't say fuck. I think in that like Spanish tirade, she probably said fuck a few times. Like, it, it just it was like they were trying to make right all the wrongs done in all the other movies. So for me, this movie's hard because it I think it's a good movie. I think it's a it's a I think it's a very good, very well done movie. It's it's hard to watch. It's 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 an emotional movie when you consider the journey these characters have come on. But there's a lot a lot of parts that they didn't I wanted more. I wanted them to know more about this program where they were making these kids and the and the, you didn't get a lot of that. And what I really wanted more was what Professor X did to kill off all the X-Men. They talk about it a couple of times. They allude to it. And I know you don't always have to spoon feed the audience, but that seems like such an, like such an important occurrence in all of this that led to where we were today. A little something more would have been helpful just because where were all the other, all the other X-Men? Like they were all, all dead. Like everybody was dead. So I, I feel like it's, it fell short in a, in a few, in a few smaller areas. I didn't like the clone Wolverine. I, I thought, there was so many other cool characters they could have they could have brought in Sabretooth. They could have brought in so yeah. many other awesome supervillains. And they just went with a clone Wolverine, which felt like like a cheap like they they just kind of wimped out and were just like, well, we'll just do him again. And <laughs> Caliban, I thought there was he was a very, very tertiary character in the X-Men. And I feel like there was a better character that they could have had for him taking care of. Professor X and being involved with with Wolverine, somebody you felt a little more tied to, because when the like, Caliban dies, uh, or even when they like torture him, you're kind of like, I don't even know who this guy is. Like you I care about care. Professor, right, right. Like I cared about Professor X. I cared about Wolverine. I cared about seeing them, you know, in 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 their later years as they're you know suffering. But Caliban, I just didn't give a shit about. I didn't know anything about him. In fact, they 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 did such a bad job with them. They had to be at some one point. They had to be like, you can track mutants, and he was like, yeah, or something. 
they had to tell you what his power was because it wasn't other than being albino. You really had no idea until the, the leader from the Reavers explained that. And that segues me into the Reavers. The Reavers were awesome in the comic books. They're this band of like the dreadnoughts, which Kevin will remember what the dreadnoughts yeah. were. Like these, like these badass mercenary, but cyborgs. Like they were all cyborg mutants. And there was one guy who was only, he was, it's like something out of Mad Max. He was, he was only from torso up and his entire bottom half was a tank where like tank treads and he had like machine guns strapped to him. And like all of them were just these twisted cyborgs that Magneto would use to like do his wet work. And they were all just fuck. Uh, Lady Deathstrike, uh, who was in X2, X2, was a reaver. And which is she had the, the head, the metal hands. And so they just turned them into basically like government. Like there was nothing interesting about them. At one point, they just said the the doctor goes, oh, yeah, the Reavers are animals or whatever. And that's how you know that they were the Reavers. Uh, the guy had the metal hand, which they 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 really they really kind of watered down a lot of interesting characters to make this movie. But I also feel like it's because they really wanted a number one cover Professor X's journey and where he was now. And then Wolverine's give Wolverine really the, the lion's share of this is kind of his comeuppance. Like he's, he's, you know, he's, this is his last run. And it was, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a really hard movie to watch, but there, and there's, and there were, but there was like some, some cool symbolism in the movie when they were watching Shane, they're in the, when they're in the casino hotel watching Shane, like clearly they, that, and he was, and like you see her like really interested in watching this. Shane is Wolverine. Like, so that I thought, I thought the whole thing with Shane was, was, was sort of nice, but it also felt like a really heavy handed, like we need to like get it, get it. And it was like, yes, we, we get what you're doing with the, with the whole Shane thing. Um, so for, for me in the end, this was a great, it was a great movie. It was, it, it really accomplished its goal. But at the same time as for Wolverine, because I never felt like Wolverine got his due in any of these movies other than these little glimmers. It felt it it was hard to watch because I wanted to see like a cool, fun Wolverine that you could really get behind. And you never really got that. And so now it was just like, oh, we're going to do him right. But we're going to do him right at the end of his life when it's not really enjoyable to watch. And it's going to be a hard movie to watch. And I, I like the journey. I like the I like the stages. I like I like the Wolverine and X twenty three had a great rapport. I thought they had great chemistry. Wolverine and Professor X were awesome together. I mean, I I, I love Patrick Stewart, and I thought he's like made to be Professor X. Right? Yeah, and he did he did a great job being Professor X at the end, dealing with this this horrible thing that he did. And that moment where he gets killed in the bed and he goes, today was the best day that I can remember in a long, like that was such a tough scene. And it, and then, and from there, the whole movie just picks up speed and spirals pretty much downhill to the, to the end battle. So I'm, I'm really torn about this movie because I know it's a good movie and I know it was really done well. And it was probably the best sample of Wolverine you got. But for me, I wanted a better Wolverine before this. And they, and they finally gave us kind of how Wolverine's supposed to be at the end. So I, it, it's, it's, it's hard for me. And I really hope that now that MCU has uh, the rights to Wolverine, they do him right. And actually Hugh Jackman did say recently that he would consider coming back um, for an MCU movie if it's done right. But he'd said he would want to do it if it was, it would have to be in a Deadpool movie. So we'll see. I don't, you know, I don't know. I would love that. I would yeah. love that. I love oh yeah. It. it would be, it would be awesome. And you and it would definitely be fun and you'd get a cool, you'd get a cool Wolverine. I mean, I don't know how they would do it because, 
unless they just said that's an alternate timeline and that you know that's not in the canon of the MCU. I don't I don't know what they'll do. I don't think they really give a shit. It's going to make a ton of money. Back but, at my part too, though, I couldn't stand the fact that Patrick Stewart didn't have control of his telepathic you know abilities. Like I thought that shit was like terrible. You know, yeah. if they didn't, if they didn't that, give him his drugs. I just I hated all of them being like old and pathetic. Yeah. But that was I mean, that that was the movie. That was the that was the whole, you know, him, him struck, you know, a hero at the end of his road. And it was it was it's it was tough to watch. And it's it, you know, watching him heal slower and the claw, the scene where he has to pull the claw out because it doesn't come out all the way. Terrible. That, that was but but they did it. It was. And I think the fact that you didn't like it, Jimmy. Shows that the movie accomplished what it wa- what they wanted to. They didn't oh, it want was you to shot. It was shot beautifully. I mean, everything was done like beautifully. I just didn't like because I didn't like the storyline. I didn't like the movie. Yeah, but 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 I mean, I mean, as far as like the cinematography and what they actually did, it was fa- it was done very well. I just didn't like you know what they did. <laughs> I, I will say this because I'm a big because I'm a big cheese ball. I was sure when at the when I saw it in the theater, I was sure at the very end when they when they focused in on his uh, his tomb his his grave and he was gonna like stick cross. his hand out or something i i, I didn't yeah. think it was gonna be that much but i thought like it was almost gonna be like in uh in in batman v superman when they showed the the dirt on the on the coffin shake a little bit yeah. so you knew he was so i thought something was gonna have like the dirt would move or something was gonna You'd happen. hear a very subtle snick yeah yeah or that that would have been awesome but they clearly they this was really they were they were trying to get it give him a, his good his end and it was a super heroic ending it just for me i wanted more wolverine before this so my problem with the movie isn't as much this movie as it was how wolverine was handled before and hugh jackman did a great job as wolverine in almost every movie he did he did the most he could with all the with all the screenplays he was given but the a lot of them just fell really really short um so yeah it's it's not a movie and you know what I don't think I've ever watched this I just I just watched just the other day I just rewatched this for the podcast and I don't think I've ever watched the whole movie through again since I saw it in the theater and it's probably really? not a movie no I, it's for me it's not a it's not a it's not a rewatchable super rewatchable movie there's some there's a couple scenes in it but it's a heavy dark movie that's got a lot of emotion in it that are emotions that I don't want to deal with so <laughs> is this because you're so sad that this is the end of your favorite iconic comic book character yeah i mean i, I mean a, i mean a little bit it's it's sad that way but i also know it's not the end i mean now that mcu has it he's i mean he's the mcu that's he's like a lottery ticket just hanging on mcu's wall waiting to be cashed they they just they're just waiting for the right time to to go in and say yeah we have the you owe us 500 million dollars but <laughs> yeah. there's gonna be a there's gonna be another wolverine <clears throat> whether it's hugh jackman or not i know mcu will do 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 right by him but uh, this was this was you know we we I mean we saw these movies what the first X Men was two thousand three I think so we watched for no almost, no it was it was not it was two thousand two thousand was, was the first 2000, oh you're right you're right yeah so we watched these we watched this evolution of this character for almost twenty years and so the seeing the and they really tried to shoehorn he was even in uh, X Men not the Phoenix the other one Apocalypse uh, Apocalypse yeah he was even in Apocalypse. Where they just worked him in, and they it was at the at the Weapon X Lodge, and they just show him rampaging through right after he got his uh, his adamantium. Um, so yeah, it, it, I mean it was hard, but it's it it is I I have to give it credit. It is it is a great movie, and it's done. It was done very very well for me. This movie is an eight. 
These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you go on it every day and you find fantastic articles. You find our That Doesn't Happen list. You find our uh, sequels that we want to see or never asked for. And, of course, T-shirts, mugs, bags, cell phone holders, dildos. Just kidding. Don't get all excited, Jimmy. Uh, but everything else out there we have on guttingthesacredcow.com. And don't forget, for the love of Christ, we need you. we need a little help. On our Instagram numbers are atrocious. Follow us at Gutting the Sacred Cow on Instagram, GTSC Podcast on Twitter. And lastly, you guys in the last few days have written a ton of five-star rating, two or three-sentence reviews. We cannot thank you enough. Thank you. If you have not yet done so, we appreciate you doing that. Notes. I just followed. I like Jimmy Starr, goddamn Instagram. It. See, get, we get you on Twitter. I don't have great Instagram numbers either, but they're better than yours. You give me a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. When you have ready for this, Kevin Israel. I was looking at his profile as you were talking. You who follows this motherfucker, Barack Obama. Oh Jesus! I'm going to pause for effect. Christy Swanson, who made my uh, teenage year as a good, uh, good batch. Well, she's been on my show. Yeah, I'd like to be in her bed and. <laughs> Tom Green, what an eclectic match of people yeah, that follow Jimmy. Tom so Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise follows you. Britney Spears. Tom, get off your Justin ass. Be- Justin Bieber. Well, you had us until then. Wow, so. wow. the Biebs. Tom Cruise is a goddamn American icon and is the best actor of the last 30 years, and I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. Notes. The worst part about being shot by a Mexican gang is hearing the shittiest of music as you're dying. That was torture, listening to that horrible music. I have been drunk in limos several times, even hanging out of the moonroof drunk, but it never occurred to me to ever yell out, drunk out of a moonroof, USA, (laughs) USA. Thank you. I was wondering why that was happening. I I, I don't know. (laughs) I've yelled out, the minibar needs refilling, or I'm temporarily better than all of you. What about... Pull over real quick. <laughs> I'm a professional, okay? Oh, I piss in, I can piss in bottles and moving cars. I don't need to pull over. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's shriveled face. By the way, he lost 20 pounds for this role. Patrick Stewart's shriveled face probably looks like Dame Judy Dench's puss. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Dame Judy, Dame Judy Dench, by the way. <laughs> Again, it's all adding up. The story is just compiling itself there. Jimmy, we are, everything's just auto-filling quite nicely. Very, very awesome on brand. On brand, yes. <laughs> Hearing Patrick Stewart say the word fuck warms me all over. I loved it. I loved every time yeah. he said that. <laughs> By the way, I'm speaking of the British, I'm sure it was not hard for the casting agency to find a British albino to play Caliban. <laughs> British people. He wasn't even albino. He was just British. Yeah. They're usually quite sickly and mainly having a vitamin D deficiency. (laughs) Let me get this straight. $50,000 to drive up to North Dakota for more than one day. Sign me up. But staying in more than (laughs) for staying more than two days in North Dakota, I would rather shave my taint with Artie Lang's heroin needles. (laughs) Bad guy rocking out gold teeth. I never got that look. Now, women who wear gold teeth, that gets me harder than an elephant tusk. 
Just kidding. That looks on, fucking terrible. On brand. That looks on fucking brand. terrible. It's an yeah, ugly... that's on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is disgusting. I think women wear gold teeth. No thanks. You know what else? I'll never get throat tattoos. I'll never get women who get throat tattoos. But if you ever see a ta- throat tattoo on a woman, rest assured that they're down for butt sex because a needle on the throat it has to be more, way more painful than a dick in the butt, in my guess. <laughs> In my guess, the bloodiness. Sorry, Jimmy, go ahead. You're about to say something. I was going to say, especially if they have like a tattoo of a dick on their neck. <laughs> right. Which I've seen here. <laughs> Wait, you've, even, seen, you've seen a woman with a dick neck tattoo? Yeah, I have. It'd That's... be even better if she had a tracheotomy and it was going pointing to her trachole. <laughs> trachole. Great man oh. for a punk band name, right? That's going to be the name of my next comedy album. Yeah. The bloodiness in this film really showed us what we've been missing with every X-Men slash Wolverine film, period. Caliban looks like a hybrid between Death from Bill and Ted 2 and Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. He also looked like that guy. Do you ever see uh, that zombie movie that had the Harry Krishna zombie? Anyway, I forgot uh, which which one of those Dawn of the Dead movies. Like there was like one of the guys who turned running from the zombies, and he's like this Harry Krishna bald guy. His name's Mike something. And he follows me on social. Was he media. doing the finger symbols as he chased yeah. him down? <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Hadi, Hadi Krishna. Yeah. You know you don't see them at the <laughs> you don't see them at the airport anymore. That's something that like when you see airplane again, like oh wait, they used to have them in the airports like in the seventies and eighties, but yeah. I haven't seen a hair. The only place you see Harry Krishnas. In Penn State, well, yeah, in Penn Station, but also when you're going to the subway right there on Eighth Avenue, on the on the ground, going if you're going to the uh, Uptown C or E, right there in the corner, they all, all the Harry Christians hang out. Fun facts: so when you come to the city this week, Jimmy, there's your yeah. first star on your tour of fame. My first star. <laughs> Wolverine putting his claws through all those dudes in slow motion is fucking fantastic. When Xavier is having his meltdown, that was badass. Yeah. The Eric LaSalle family drags a sorry. The Eric LaSalle family scene drags a bit. Just to show a that lot. he was cloned. Uh, why is X23 flipping between English and Spanish when she knows Wolverine just speaks English? Is that her way of just fucking with him? That I thought you know it's it's funny. I thought it was weird when he realizes she can talk, he gets annoyed. Right. And then she speaks in English and he doesn't say anything. I would have been like, you can speak English, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'm afraid of two things, guys. Sharks and failure. Now we can add a third thing to this list. Kids strapping me to a gurney and then cranking me up 100 feet in the fucking air. That was mortifying. The last thing I would do is trust kids and crank me up up a fucking ridge uh, safely. No, thank you. The third act does drag for a bit. I will say that. But the final battle is worth the price of admission alone. That was the only good part. Fantastic conclusion to the Wolverine. I have not the nerd that you two are, it sounds like. I say this is one of the best superhero films of all time. And it's in my top five superhero films, kids. Maybe toward the bottom of that list, but definitely top five for me. I don't have many notes. This film fucking kicks ass. Yes, I see why I, I see some of your, your your points, Kevin. Again, you've been you've been studying Wolverine, like the JFK assassination, and that's fine. I and I get all that. I think this film is great. 
I think uh, it moved a little slowly at times. Overall, I got to do, you know what it was? It, they got to take the shackles off him and do what he does best, curse and fuck shit up. And that's yep. what you wanted to see for eight or nine, whatever it was, other films where he's featured. And finally, they take the shackles off him. And of course, in the last one, we couldn't have this for eight or nine films. This is bullshit. I think this film is fantastic. I give it a seven and a half out of 10. I love it. It's great. Is it, does it pass the remote test for you? Kevin Israel, I don't think it sounds. I don't know if it does for me. It's like it's kind of like Get Out. You got to be in it from jump to really become fully invested with all the yeah. roller coaster of emotions. Like if I catch a certain scene or two, like all right, cool, here's the scene where you go fuck some up in the hotel in the in the in the white trash casino. That's cool. But then I'll change the channel. Go all right, cool. If I'm watching it, I'm watching it from top to bottom without interruption. Because you know what? most of the fights, most of the action, the stuff that you would normally go, oh my god, you got to watch this. It's him getting his ass kicked. Or him, or him struggling to win. Like every fight, he gets the shit beat out of him a little bit. Even the, even the ones he wins. So it's no fun to watch that. Like when you want, when you want to watch a fight, you want to see the hero, especially a superhero movie. You want to see the hero kick ass. So it's it, there's just not a lot that's that's like, oh man, wait before we wait, this is on. We got to watch this one scene, and then we can go out to the bar. See, the I just scene I, is the I, scene at the beginning. The scene at the is the, when the little girl like jumps down, and you don't even know, and then she pops up and starts killing everybody. That was freaking. That was like a good fight scene. See, I'm going to disagree because <clears throat> listen, we're from both schools, Kevin Israel, I guess, and Jimmy, you too, obviously. We're from the, you know, Schwarzenegger doesn't take a fucking barely a scratch nor a stray bullet and just fucks everybody up with zero or minimal damage. Now we're in the age of John Wick. Nobody was another perfect example, and yeah, Logan nobody. because he's old. Where people get fucked up during fighting, you just don't walk out scot free, and that's what this is. So uh, yeah, I liked I liked how you saw him get fucked up because that's more realistic. So that's my point about that. So seven and a half for me, Kevin. What did you say? You gave it a seven or an eight? Eight. 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 Okay, he so said eight. Yeah, we're right on again. Surprise, we're right on 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 point with each other. Let's talk about some critics' five star reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. James Mangold keeps the movie as grounded in realism as possible. Unlike other films in the franchises, it doesn't feel overly CGI and effects heavy. Brash, brash and pulpy. I like that word pulpy. Do you? So Mr. Rogers, I like pulpy. Do you? <laughs> Desolate but hopeful, violent and touching. Someone is getting that English lit an overtime workout, huh? Logan is a fitting culmination of the Wolverine saga. Logan is the best use of a superhero property in years by doing what so many neglect to do. Tell a story and tell it well. In this, if this is the film to be the final appearance of Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, then they have truly left on a high. Logan is the 10th X-Men movie to answer our question, and it might just be the best. I would buy that. Critics, one-star reviews. Oh, boy. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. (laughs) Jackman portrays Wolverine with a hint of drama that seems trustworthy, but... Along the way, his latest journey becomes boring, repetitive, with ephemeral, ephemeral, pleasurable moments ending in a cheeky climax trying to be sentimental. Let's call that word salad. The fact that he used ephemeral, knowing that most people reading it don't know what ephemeral means, really angers me. Boy, the only thing missing in that sentence was zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. 
I wouldn't though, giving it a one. I, it doesn't deserve a one. Nope. No. Sacrilege. No, oh, sorry. Sacrilege, though. <laughs> God damn it. We're doing We're playing Go. double dutch. Go. Sacrilege, though, may it be to fellow comic aficionados, facts are still facts. As a character, Wolverine kind of sucks. Moody and Harry, the murder-happy brute, is all pouting and broody. He's, a, he's like a stabbier Morrissey. <laughs> I love that. He must really hate Batman, then, because Batman's just moody and broody. How does Wolverine as a character suck? He has to be top five of all time. Oh, absolutely. You know what? There's no, you want to argue top three? I'd even let that fucking go. You mean Jesus? What are your top five? You said Wolverine like top five movies. So what are your other four? Top comic book movies? I'm going to yeah. go Dark Knight is number one. I have to say Infinity War is right there as well. Uh, Logan is in there. And the other two, I got to think, fuck, do I want to throw Endgame in there? I don't know. About, uh, Blade? Has to be in there, and I could either throw Which that. Which blade? Just the beginning. One, oh, yeah, the, first, well, the other one, one sucked. Three was terrible. Two is good. I like one the best. Get one more. I'm buying a blank, and people are going to go, what the fuck? Oh, Winter Soldier. Duh. There's your fifth. Captain <laughs> uh, no, America 2. You're right. It was all right. But oh, it was all right. Those are my five. Uh, two more. Drops the ball with a lackluster third quarter. I like that analogy. That results in the film to a disappointingly underwhelming send-off to Hugh Jackman's portrayal of the iconic character. Uh, another expensive throwaway aimed at milking money out of people who still read comic books. Color it stupid. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy sucks out loud. Yeah. He wrote that review while closing up while at, at GameStop. Mm. <laughs> Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. This one, these are a few are lengthy, but boy, are they worth it. I grew up when comic books were 35 to 65 cents a copy, and I never got into the genre very much way back in the 60s and 70s. However, from time to time, I check out some of the, the different motion picture features of the classics, even though I don't know squat about most of the franchises. Parentheses. I was a fan of the fabulous furry Freak Brothers, Zippy the Pinhead, and other underground comics. I was blown away by a chance, uh, chance viewing of Logan tonight. Even though I don't know Wolverine or the X-Men backstory at all, I thought Logan was gripping, emotional, stimulating, and an incredibly well-achievement. Logan changed my mind about comic strip-based films. Great work. Gritty and engaging. Who wrote this? The ghost of Andy Rooney? Jesus Christ. Let's just hope these caterpillar eyebrows got weed-whacked in the afterlife. My God. In, <laughs> in XP the what? Zippy the I lost my spot. Zippy the Pinhead and the fur, the fabulous furry freak brothers. S screw this guy. Yeah. In X-Men Apocalypse, Dr. Trask quotes a paper that says Homo sapiens killed off the Neanderthals, which may be true in part, or we simply outcompeted with them for resources, or there may have never been too many of them, and they became extinct through extensive interbreeding with Homo sapiens. If you do a DNA test, you'll discover, if you have any European DNA, 
that you have some Neanderthal genetic material, e.g. iron 3% Neanderthal. For so much DNA to survive for more than 20,000 to 30,000 years since Homo sapiens encountered them, there had to be a heck of a lot of interbreeding back then. 3% is about the same as you'd share with with the second cousin, meaning a second cousin, i.e. last relatives in common would be great-grandparents. But back to the movie. (laughs) What? (laughs) Boring. This movie is one of the which the once virile and powerful hero is, is... enfeebled enfeebled this is a misspelling and his child is almost as powerful as he is in his common in his current state i think this person has a lot of people walk away from him or her mid-sentence especially when telling these anecdotes to a diner waitress he's somebody that starts sentence with uh actually (laughs) and irregardless even though it's incorrect (laughs) usage of it it's a movie maybe I relate to more than others because of my age. It seems like that just yesterday I was 20, year olds, 20, 20 years old and kicking arse. Ah, we have a liney in our mix. Uh. But even though in my mind I'm still that young man, I can't control and do the things with my body as I used to like Logan, Hugh Jackman, in this movie. My father-in-law, who was close to me like exactly like Professor X, played by Patrick Stewart, who brilliantly acted in this film, I watched him die in the hospital and buried him almost similarly, but not as brutal as his death in the movie. Jesus. Jesus. That's crazy. Was this a a therapy session for this guy? This is all Amazon (laughs) five-star reviews. Logan is the dude's rug for the X-Men. If you've seen The Big Lebowski, it's the rug that ties the whole room together. If you haven't, Logan is a consummate confrontation with what it is to be different. And this person who wrote the name is review his name. Are you ready? Donnie. So it was with great, great joy that I tell him, shut the fuck up, Donnie. By the way, the Big Lebowski stinks. And we've done on this podcast and it's a shit film, listeners. I don't like it either. Thank God we finally agree, Jimmy. <laughs> Your hot I have a question, th- though. Yes, I have a question for Kevin. So, Kevin, like, because... Do, do you like the classic Wolverine, the way he looks like on your T-shirt, better? Than how he evolved. Like, if you could have have him look however you wanted him to look, how would you want him to look? You know what? In a movie or in the comic books, or just in in general? Um, yeah, just in general, I think, or in both. Even. I mean, I like I like the blue and the blue and yellow costume. I think it's it's kind of iconic, and it it was really the way they should have gone. Obviously, X Men, X Men. The problem with X Men, the original X Men movie, that it just established like everybody superhero is going to be wearing black leather, right? And then they did that yeah. for a while with superheroes. Like that's the the fabric that it was. But they, I mean, this mask and they tried is almost impossible to recreate in three dimensions and make it look like something that would reasonably cool. be worn. So uh, now this is this costume is the best, but I like I mean, I think Wolverine's great without a costume. The, oh, the whole costume thing is is it's tough to say. like for Batman. It's understandable or for Superman because he needed. But for like a guy like Wolverine, it's tough to sell why he needed this costume. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. OK, Amazon one star reviews. This is a movie that really suffers from hype. Too many viewers want to love it and tell you they do. I've been saving this movie for a quiet Saturday night savoring. To say I was disappointed when I finally sat down to watch this was an understatement. The bleakness and random gore was not what I was expecting, but simply the villains were child, childish and cliched. The young new hero was completely unlikable and more like a one-note blank slate, and the movie achieved the rank of trivial. It played more like a B movie. This guy's never seen any other movies. That's my only conclusion. 
This guy needs to get raped by a bunch of random warthogs. <laughs> this film made my top 10 lists of the worst films I have seen. I wish I could get a refund on the time I have wasted. Really? That's terrible. It's not that bad. I just didn't like it because of the story. But as far as a movie and like how it was shot and everything, it was shot very, it's done very well. This guy has not seen uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Kevin. I'm willing to bet that. Nope. Or 2001 Space Odyssey. I knew I was going to say that, but I went Napoleon Dynamite. How cute. <laughs> I've been in a couple movies that really sucked, so he should see those. <laughs> and, and they were both directed by John Waters, weren't they? No, but I do know him. <laughs> you know him? Know him? Yeah. I feel like and Jimmy knows everybody. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Jimmy's going to be our, our ambassador whenever, if we, you know, whenever we do make it. Jimmy, let's go to a party. Oh, I know 15 people at this place. Uh, next one. Summary. Bad people don't want talented children to cross a border. Signed, Rachel Maddow. No. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know why movies on here are so expensive. Great movie, but go buy in store for the same price and have a hard copy that doesn't need to be downloaded. Signed, Mark from Consumer Reports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. That got me too. I just can't. I, who takes time like, to write that? <laughs> He's supporting big box stores. With I'm so there. upset about this $3.99. I need to write a review. <laughs> I want to have a hard cop. Oh, God. <laughs> Excuse me, but X Men is a fantasy comic for. Excuse, yeah. X Men is a fantasy comic series for entertainment. This movie does not entertain. X Men is kid stuff. This movie's not for kids. I watch X Men movies when I want to watch kid stuff. Who is this movie for? Are you telling me that movie studios make superhero movies specifically for adults and adults go and watch them in the movie theaters? I thought adults only end up watching X Men movies when they accompany their kids to the cinema. I wanted to see a kid's movie. If I wanted to watch something deep, I wouldn't watch X-Men. X-Men is a joke. It's a farce. It's in the same category as Donald Duck or Tom and Jerry, and that's fine. That's what it's for. You can't take it seriously. It's good for wasting your time when you've got absolutely nothing better to do. Would you want to watch a dramatic Donald Duck cartoon or a tragic Tom and Jerry movie? Wasn't that Tom and Jerry film a, a fucking tragedy, tragedy amongst itself? Kevin the worst. Israel? The worst. Shame on you for watching that. Tom and Jerry suck. Uh, come on. Are you telling me people actually take these movies seriously? This is a faulty product. <laughs> that might have been my that might have been my favorite review ever. That was ridiculous. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the favorite review will always be the woman who gives her name, phone number, and email address and thinks Amazon's going to contact her for a refund. No one's topping her. There. That's ridiculous. Kevin Israel, the Jimmy Star got the sacred cow. Jimmy, I've only known you for a little bit, and I already really like you. Unfortunately, you didn't. Just don't agree with me. The sacred cow. Well, no, you know what? I actually I did agree with a lot of what you said. I I agreed with your problems with the bleakness and with the. It just it it wasn't a it wasn't a feel good movie. But I still think it's a great right. But I I still think it's a I think it's a great movie. And uh, so I don't think you got it, but you made a lot of great points, and uh, it was it was great having you on. I hope this is a cool it. show, though, you guys. Like, I actually think this is a very cool show, just in general, because you take all different kinds of movies based on. I went and looked at the other movies that you guys have have uh, done this with, and you picked you know all kinds of different kinds of movies. It's not even just it's not just superhero movies. No. It's kind of like everything, 
And uh, we're doing Citizen Kane next. We do it all. Great movie, Citizen Kane. Well, so, in my opinion, find out. you got to remember, I'm old, so like, uh, my you're not that movie, old. You're making yourself out to be like Jimmy. 90. Jimmy, that came out before <laughs> fucking Pearl Harbor was bombed. It came out the same year, just a few months before the fact. You're not that old, Jimmy. So, my husband used to have a show called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the Hollywood legends, and like he was friends with uh, Betty Davis and Elizabeth Taylor, and all kinds of. You know, old stars. Actually, Jane Russell was his best friend. And so uh, before I met him, I had never seen any of those movies. But we watch a lot of Turner Classic movies and I see everything now. And Citizen Kane, for me, was a good movie. You'll see what you, what you guys think and what whoever you're bringing on to, to, to gut it thinks. When you listen to our episode because you subscribed, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I did. What do I subscribe on YouTube? I no. oh, you, yeah, 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 iTunes. Yeah, yeah, you could do it. You, yeah. you could do listen. Do it all. You could see us on okay. YouTube. You can hear us on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to co-sign on that gutting. Yeah, Jimmy, this film is, it's, it's so beloved. It's so great. I, I, I enjoyed your points. I did. I though viciously disagree with your opinion of the early X-Men films were better than the new ones. No way. X-Men one is bad. X-Men three is a whale abortion. X-Men one and two are my favorite of the two. Well, is the the second one where they come in and, and try and steal all the little kids. Yes, in fact, X Men Two, X Men One, X Men Two are doing next week. As a matter of fact, Task is coming back, right? Yeah, that's my favorite one out of all the X Men movies. I think Days of Future Past blows away blows away the other ones, yeah, and I think Days first, of Future Past was first and first and first class is fucking second best. The other two, the last two, stink. Apocalypse is terrible, and Dark Phoenix yeah. was a was a was a woolly mammoth abortion. But I, yeah, I'll Dark tell you Phoenix what, was terrible. We did X Men one on this podcast. In fact, we, we, again, we don't the guests pick the films, as you know, and we, we that's another film that and Batman Return, Batman, yeah, Batman Returns are the mm. two films I think Kevin and I would agree. Are the two films are like, oh, man, those films are fucking great. This guest has no chance. And guess what? We go, ooh, it yeah. is not as good as uh, was when we saw it 20, 30 years ago. So, uh, Jimmy, we would, we would love to come on your show and hang out and talk to you, man. You're a fun, cool dude, man. I like you. Oh, Kevin's right. You guys would love my husband. You guys, well, we'll bring you guys on. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm booked for the next month. But once we get back from New York and get things going, we'll have you guys come oh, on. Yeah. Be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, man. You're you're a great dick. I just tell from your vibe. You're a fun guy. and. We'd love to hang out with you, and uh, and that's good. But thanks again for coming on. Jimmy, shout it out again. Where can we find you, and what are you up to? Go to jimmystarsworld.com. You can find everything, all my social media. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell is Wednesdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern time, 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. And follow me on all my social medias. It's Dr. Jimmy Star, D-R-J-I-M-M-Y-S-T-A-R. And look for lots of movies getting ready to come out because I'm producing about nine of them right now. Excellent. I don't see Fantastic. a I don't see a stethoscope or a lab coat on you. Where is that doctorate from? Um, it's actually I do have a doctorate in educa- <laughs> a doctorate of education uh, in, like, in social sciences. But I, I just you know what I started my my things that way. My and I've had my Twitter for thirteen years. And like once you ch- if you change it, you lose everybody. Yeah. So oh, so I just I know. Kept Kevin I like Israel. It. How about you? What are you collecting? And what are you up to? Uh, well, you can check me out at kevinisrael.com. My album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes everywhere. i got shows coming back slowly but surely. Uh, I'm up at Foxwoods Casino up in Connecticut every month, so check my calendar for that. And, uh, and yeah, it's slowly coming back. But more importantly, like Kevin Goatee said, leave us a review, a five-star review, and a quick, a quick two sentences. It really helps us. It means a lot. We like it, and the algorithm likes it. So, uh, so do your part and, and share the love. 
I mean, I couldn't have said any better, so I'll just say something else. Don't forget, we're on Clubhouse every Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I think we're going to shoot for Thursday as well. If you're on Clubhouse, just follow Kevin Israel and I on Clubhouse. We do a room, the one joke workout, where you invite our guests to work out a joke. We offer feedback if you want it, just to hang out and talk comedy and and help uh, craft your jokes. KevinGoatee.com at KevinGoatee. GTSC Podcast. And, of course, the shop, GuttingTheSacredCow.com, like I said, articles. You name it. And uh, and that is that. Jimmy Starr, again, you're a great dude. I'm so glad we are able to make this happen. And we thank you for coming on. And uh, I had a really job, good time, you guys. Thank you so much. Congratulations on thank all you. your successes. Only looking for more for you guys. And uh, we'll see you soon. Awesome. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye, Jimmy. Bye-bye. See you. See ya. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.